This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. Thank you so much for joining us once again as we learn how to create a just society right where we are with what we have to work with. Uh, Today we're talking about the abandoned places of the empire. As humans, we tend to avoid suffering. We want comfort. I mean, look at the beds we buy, right? (laughs) I'm amazed at the various mattresses that are out on the market and all the various ways to sleep these days. We want comfort. If crime becomes too high, we leave the neighborhood or leave the state. But what if God were calling you to move toward crime, to move toward property or poverty, toward the ghettos, towards the places that are abandoned by the empire? How would you respond? Now, in every episode, I talk about creating a just society right where you are. But what if right where you are is not where you are to be? What if God were calling you to create a just society right where you are by relocating that where you are part. What if God were saying, I want you to be a person of justice, so please move to a place where there's great suffering. You know, actually in the big picture, that makes sense. So let's talk about being in the abandoned places of the empire. And as we get started, it would be obvious to ask the question, what are What does that mean? What do you mean by abandoned places of the empire? Empires, whether it be the ancient Roman Empire, Egyptian Empire, you know, there's been many empires. You had the empire of Nineveh and various ones. And, you know, now we've got the American Empire where I'm located. You've also got, uh, you've had the Russian Empire, Chinese Empire. You've got these various empires, these these. Technically, an empire is this huge complex that has political complex that has an emperor at the top. But today it's more loosely defined by a nation that has a good hold on the world, such as America and China and Russia. And so if we think of abandoned place of the empire, what empires tend to do is they create industrial complexes. And then humans are used as tools to build that empire. And when humans become of no use, then the empire just pushes them to the edge of the empire. And so that's what abandoned places, the places where the empire does not give resources to the places that aren't so nice, the places where people are forgotten and ignored. And so I'm going to list a few of the abandoned places of the empire. And then towards the end, we're going to talk about what you can do about it. But the first one I name is one that's been on my heart for many years. And it's a place where I've gone 
uh, many times to work with people, and that is nursing homes. And I list this first because it really never gets talked about. Nursing homes are abandoned places in the empire. It's the place where people go, especially the elderly and the disabled, and where they're abandoned. Not just by the empire, they're abandoned by us. They're forgotten. You know, I've spent a lot of time visiting people in nursing homes just to encourage them, just to be there with them. And these people have told me over and over again the deep loneliness they experience because they, they don't get visited oftentimes by their families. And if you do have a loved one in a nursing home and you stay in regular contact with them, then God bless you. But most people in these nursing homes, they're forgotten. They're abandoned. They're lonely. They're desperate for human connection. And a lot of times they get treated badly by staff. I know, I'm not going to name names, but I know one particular nursing home in the Portland metro area, I had to report them. I was shocked at the maltreatment of the, the elderly and this by the staff. And so I've seen by my experiences of just seeing the desperation and loneliness and how forgotten these people are. Why? Because they're no longer useful to the industry. I think of a, a man who died a few years ago. He was about 45 when he died, but he was placed in a nursing home. A man, very talented music, especially in classical guitar, very intelligent man. And I he told him, I, I'm going to visit you every week. So every week I visit him, he would lighten up. He would cry and weep and talk about the mistreatment he received from staff. I was just so alone in his room day after day. You know, and eventually died, but he told me, he's like, I'm about to go to heaven, Michael, but at least I've got a friend. You see, we have to realize that the empire and us, by default, are pushing our brothers and sisters to the edges. And we're saying to them, you don't matter anymore, but every human matters. And God has created us as humans for affection. He's created us for love. He's created us for connection. That's why we all experience loneliness. I have moments where I experience deep loneliness in my life. You know, I'm single and many times I'm just at home alone. <laughs> yeah, I've got many things to work on. I serve the homeless and do this podcast and do a lot of reading. I mean, I, I know how to be busy. But at the same time, there are moments where that loneliness just sets in because I'm made for human connection. I'm made for, for love and affection. But it's not just me. What I've learned is everybody that I know has communicated to me at one point or another the loneliness they experience, you see. And it, it got exaggerated, by the way, by this pandemic and the unjust lockdowns that happened. It created even deeper disconnection and depression and anxiety was at an all-time high. Why? Because as humans, we're not made to be abandoned. We're not made to be alone. That's where the narrative of Genesis comes in, where God creates Adam and then has Adam name the animals, and Adam realizes none of these animals provide companionship for me. Why did it matter to Adam? In his perfect state, Adam as absolute perfect humanity said, I'm not made to be alone. 
And so God creates Eve, and he says, this is now flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. What Adam is saying is, I'm made for relationship. And when we abandon the elderly and the disabled to nursing homes, we are sinning deeply against God because they are our brothers and sisters and they're made for relationship. I, I, I envy these societies like India and different places where you have multi-generations living in a house. Now I've talked to people from those and they said, it's awesome, but it's also God's downfalls because your parents are always up in your business. Man, I get that. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, Amazing to see parents living with the oldest child, taking care of the kids while the, while the generation, their kids, while their children go to work, they're taking care of the grandkids. But what happens? They're not experiencing loneliness because they've got relationship all around them. This idea of creating nursing homes in our society is not good. It's against nature. And so let's work a little bit harder on being a little bit less selfish and a little bit more giving to those who need it the most. Another place that's an abandoned place of the empire is homeless camps. Now, I spent many, many, many years now visiting homeless camps, hanging out with people there. And sure, people visit homeless camps and drop off food, but these people are abandoned. They're pushed out further out into the abandoned places of the cities. I mean, it is ridiculous to me the places that the city of Portland says is okay to have sanctioned camps. There are places where the, you know, it's just old rundown industrial areas on the edge of the city where there's no bus service. <laughs> like, okay, so these people are stuck on the edge of the city. They can't get in to get jobs and services that they desperately need. See, that's what we do. We push them out to the edge. Many major cities have old industrial areas and neighborhoods that are abandoned. You know, I walk through these areas in the evening sometimes just to experience it. Sometimes on an evening, if it's a warm evening, especially I'll just go walk in an old industrial area in Portland. It's a ghost town. And I just kind of walk down the streets in between the buildings and think, you know, there was life here at one point. Now there's not. And now there's just tents everywhere. People abandoned by society. The ghettos. The ghettos are another abandoned place of the empire. Ghettos are the areas that are overrun by drugs, gangs, and totally broken homes. But it is also areas where blue-collar workers live because they can afford housing in these areas. Now, traditionally, a ghetto is an area where certain groups are concentrated. So, for example, in Nazi Germany, you had the, the Jewish ghettos, where the Jews were heavily concentrated in these areas. Uh, ghettos tend to be highly or very densely populated areas. And there are areas of where there's rundown buildings, boarded up businesses and streets that haven't been paved in years, and parks that get no attention. And so you've, you know, major American cities tend to have these ghetto areas and medium-sized city. I grew up in a small to medium-sized city that was heavily industrialized. A lot of the industri industry there uh, in the Midwest got outsourced to other countries, and now there's ghettos and those even small and medium-sized towns. 
But here's the interesting place. I'm about to name an abandoned place of the empire that may surprise you. And that is the suburbs. And you may be thinking the suburbs is an abandoned place of the empire. Yeah, it sure is. And here's why. I was reading on uh, sojo.net by the, the group Sojourn. Uh, Sharia Tyndall explains on this website that one mil there are one million more impoverished individuals living in the suburbs than there are in the city, in the urban area. And that's because services in the suburbs are just an afterthought. And so people are living here. It's a little bit cheaper than living in the city, but the services aren't really there. It's just kind of an afterthought. And I, I know that in the Portland metro area, services tend to be an afterthought in the suburbs. When I work in the city of Portland, it's pretty easy for me to identify resources for the poor. But when I get to the suburbs and the poor living there, I'm scratching my head. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't find this resource anywhere near you. You know, it's, it's the way it is. It's abandoned. Uh, and she goes on, Shreya goes on to explain that affordable housing tends to get built in urban areas. And food and housing resources tend to be located in urban areas, not the suburbs. And so there isn't the affordable housing in the suburbs. And there's so much poverty in the cities that the affordable housing can't keep up. And so people try to escape suburbs because housing is a little bit cheaper on the regular market. And it's just a vicious cycle. So the poor are actually tending to be found in the suburbs now within metropolitan areas. There's an incredible amount of homeless people. Uh, you know, a lot of people talk about the city of Portland and the city of Seattle and all the homelessness in those cities, but now there's becoming an incredible amount of very poor and of homeless people in the suburbs of those cities. Uh, but now here's one, and here's one I really want you to think about. This abandoned place of the empire, you might not think about so much. But you need to think about it because it makes a lot of sense. And that is small towns and rural areas. The further you are away from a metropolitan area, the further away you are from jobs, resources, and services. Small towns are places of abandoned factories and empty houses and maybe one grocery store. Rural areas are places of migrant farmers who are abandoned by the empire. Now there are places in out in the desert of Eastern Oregon that are desperately in need of resources because there are very poor people living there. And by the way, in the 19 what 70s or 80s, when Oregon passed tough laws and basically shut down the timber industry, the logging industry, it drove places like Coos Bay on the Oregon coast and other small towns in the Willamette Valley. It drove those places into deep poverty due to the job losses. That's unjust. So small towns, rural areas. Again, remember at the beginning of this podcast, I was asking you, is God asking you to move to the abandoned places of the empire? That doesn't mean just the ghettos of a major city. That means is he may be calling you out of a major city into the suburbs or is he calling you out of the suburbs into a small town or is he calling you out into the farmlands to serve the migrant workers? 
And then finally, one more abandoned place of the empire is the reservations, the Native American reservations. Native Americans have told me uh, that their favorite president, are you ready for this? Can you guess? The favorite president of many Native Americans, ironically, was Richard Nixon. <laughs> for whatever Richard Nixon is known for, he gave land to the Native Americans that was originally promised them, but was never fulfilled. He fulfilled it and gave it to them. <laughs> So there you go. But reservations, if you've never visited one, I encourage you to. I visited reservations here in Oregon. It's sad to see the poverty and the desperation, and the hopelessness. These people, these people who were originally here before the Europeans, they were pushed to the edge of the empire, out of sight, out of mind. Well, now, Native Americans are smart. They got smart and they figured, well, if the Europeans are going to take our land, let's take their money. So now they've built these massive casino complexes. And so they entertain white people in these casinos and take all their money. <laughs> so I have to laugh about that. That's brilliant. <laughs> let's entertain them enough, take their money back. And at least we get a little bit of justice out of this, right? But yeah. I mean, it's sad. They're pushed out of sight, out of mind. And unfortunately, the owners of these casinos are not getting the money to the common Native American, and there's still that deep poverty. I've been talked to about that by many Native Americans that I've talked to through the years. So what can you do? Understanding now there are abandoned places of the empire, what they are, where they are. What can you do about it? Well, the call to justice just may be a call to relocate. A call to relocate from comfort and ease to crime and drugs. <laughs> to locate, relocate to a place that is high in crimes and drugs and gangs. Or migrant farmers. Or Native Americans. To people that don't look attractive. That don't look like you do. Maybe a place where there's chaos but there's also beauty. My son and I went to a park in one of the ghettos of Portland a couple weekends ago and played some baseball. And what I observed in this area that was rampant in, in drugs and gangs, as I observed people sitting at the picnic table, a couple homeless men were sitting there just chit-chatting with each other. There was a father there with his daughters, playing some basketball with them. There is beauty happening in the abandoned places of the empire. Mother Teresa always ran towards the abandoned places of the empire, the slums. Mother Teresa always went to those. She went to the slums. She was in comfort as a teacher in the convent, and she said, I don't want this anymore. I want to be in the slums. And she was willing to do it by herself if she had to. It just may be time for you to realize what is really important, to realize what Jesus is really calling you to, to run toward the abandoned, the forgotten, the downtrodden, the lonely. In the abandoned places, you learn to love, you learn to experience humanity, and you experience God in the raw. 
if you re if you do relocate to an abandoned place of the empire, please follow this advice. Do not be a savior. <laughs> Just be an observer, be an, a student. Take time to listen to the people that are there and then join in. Now, Pope Francis, when he was bishop in Buenos Aires, Argentina, he would go to the abandoned places of uh, Buenos Aires and celebrate mass in the abandoned places where they had no priest and had no mass. He would take the subway out to those parts of the city to celebrate mass. We should follow his example. Now, after you've been to, if you do re relocate, after you've been there a while, you've gotten yourself a little dirty, then it is time to serve. Don't try to fix anything. Okay, just be, just love, just surrender, and let God show you the way. Allow yourself to be humbled and to be transformed to become nothing. Allow yourself to become part of the forgotten. Oh, and by the way, if you do relocate to the abandoned places of the empire, especially the ghettos and rural areas, you will be forgotten and your friends probably won't bother following you there. So you'll be gone and forgotten. But you'll be remembered by God. God will notice. He'll be, God will be waiting for you on the other end. He'll be waiting there at the abandoned place, waiting for your arrival. And you'll find Jesus there. You see, Jesus is not found in the flashiness of the city, but in the places that are long forgotten. That's why Philip, I believe it was Philip, when he was told about Jesus being the Messiah and he found out Jesus was from Nazareth, his response was, how can anything good come from Nazareth? That's an abandoned place. The Messiah comes from there? Or think about this, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. <laughs> okay, that's a nothing place. But that's where Jesus is found, is in the abandoned places. He's not found in your comfort, and in your ease, and in your flashiness, and in all of the glitz and glitter. He's found in the forgotten places. As humans, we so badly want to be wanted. We want to be noticed, but God calls us to a different way. The way of true life is the way of humility. It's the way of disappearing from being recognized. True justice isn't just in fixing things. It is a way of being. True justice can be determined by where we live. You see, justice isn't a nice idea or a philosophy. It's a radical way of being. Are you radical or are you comfortable? It is said of Dorothy Day that she comforted the afflicted and afflicted the comfortable. God does not call us to be comfortable. He calls us to be true, to be faithful, to be holy. And to be holy is to turn your back on the empire and all that it offers and to embrace the lonely, the downtrodden, the abandoned. Is it time for you to create a just society because you changed where you are? 
You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.